0: Hi, this is Kate and
1: I'm Amy and, and welcome, welcome to, to the Hush my, Hush my Mouth podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hi everyone. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm a little exhausted. Oh boy. Yesterday was big competition for my youngest daughter on her um, drill team. This is new for us this year, right? So there's a whole... Year of activity at the beginning of the year, it's more focused on performing at like sporting things for the school, and then in the springtime, there gets there, they have a couple of actual competitions. Which the first one was yesterday, I was just unprepared. Okay, I'll say that like, I was prepared in terms of I had all her costumes ready, I had everything that she needed. I thought that it was gonna be on a much smaller scale, which. We live in Texas. I should have known better.
1: That's what I've learned that the hard way too.
0: Yeah. So I thought it was just going to be like a bunch of middle schools, like here in our little area competing, but it was from high school All the way down, I don't know if they were really elementary, because they don't really do drill team in elementary school. They do, they allowed like private studios to participate in competition too. So they did have some, you know, really little girls too, which was fun to see. Yeah, but that's Um, always
1: tough too, because they can kind of, they can kind of corral talent in a way as opposed to like schools where you're like here's you know what you, you can pick exactly. from these you know, and these and, kids.
0: In fairness, they they were all competing, but they were definitely competing in different categories. Okay. So my kid was competing against other middle schools. Oh, that's good. Um, and it turned out great. Her team won the best overall grand champion. For oh, the middle wow. School. That's awesome. Um, kind of regardless of division, because there are different sizes of teams amongst the middle school. So this is something else I was learning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they really had like a clean sweep. All their dances won first in their division. All their officers dances all won. They really had a great day. Um, I think it was just overwhelming, and there were just times where, like, I struggle with this as a parent, because I always want to be supportive, but I, you know, this isn't my thing, right? So, like, I'm not there with a perspective of, this is the most important thing in my life. Right. Right. And clearly some of the other parents are, and clearly some of the other kids are, which this is very important to my daughter, don't get me wrong, but it's not, she knows that it's not the end all and be all of her existence and the greatest thing that's ever going to happen to her. She's 12. Right. Which is a good place to be, because I know exactly what you are mean, regardless of what sport
1: or they you know even you know we did band and it was the same kind of like intensity sometimes right. and Chris and I sat there almost like is this happening like, right <laughs> this is it's banned you know yeah. what i mean like yes it's important and I, you know the the healthy competition is is nice but like you said like there's a balance to your universe. Right. And um, if you go so hard all in, I feel like you're just going to fall mm-hmm. so much harder if you don't succeed at it. Well, that's part to... of it
0: for sure. And frankly, um, you can really act like an asshole. Yes. Thank you. Yes, and yes. Yes. I witnessed quite a bit of that yesterday. Oh my gosh. And some of it, I was very happy that I was there because I was able to kind of be a bit of a buffer for my kid. Um I would not say it was pervasive, but there were a couple of points during the day where I was like, is this really how we're choosing to spend our time? And these are the people that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um there are some lovely girls on her team, some great, you know, parents that I've interacted with on her team. Her coach seems to be very passionate and invested. Um, but there are definitely, you know, some people that I feel are taking it way too seriously. (laughs) And you know, that's where I, it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, if you're going to be like griping at my kid, because you think this is the most important thing in the world, then we're going to have a problem right? because she's giving it her all. She thinks it's important. She's passionate about it too. But she's not going to be screaming at another kid or, you know, talking shit to another kid who she feels is not pulling their weight. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Like,
1: check yourself.
0: Exactly. It's a check yourself situation. And there were people wrecking themselves. I'll put it that (laughs) way. And usually you know who those people are
1: because they come in with, like, the bedazzled shirts. Like, they look like they're on the dance team. Right. You know, channeling their inner self. Haley's mom and all sequins, you know, and you're like, okay.
0: And no shade because there's a girl on the team named Haley who my daughter absolutely loves. And what?
1: I, man, I nailed it.
0: You did. Anyway, so that was my week. How about you?
1: Okay. Well, not as exciting as that. Although, let me just say, I know because uh, I, I was invited to come see a competition uh and uh by said daughter that's right and um so i'm definitely i'm in now but we'll I mean, get you, there okay <laughs> <laughs> you just named the place I'll, i want to show up and observe for myself <laughs> um not as exciting um no pretty uneventful although i was able to um go to dinner um this week with a uh, old sorority sister oh, well fun we're old but you know what i'm saying right sorority <laughs> sister uh, who i had not seen since college yeah. so uh, so that was neat. Uh, she was in for a conference and we were able to go out and, um, have Mexican food and, awesome. um,
0: so she's not from Texas. No, no. Okay. And
1: she'd never been to Dallas. Oh wow. Um, okay. she'd been to other parts of Texas, but never Dallas. So, um, so she was going to go and and do some touring. So we went over to the star and ate at me. Oh, fun.
0: That's a good one. Yeah.
1: So, um, so yeah. So Great. That fun.
0: Well, that's a fun week. Yep. Yay. Okay, so this week on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit, because of our own experience in life, about growing up Gen X. Woo! So, I've noticed lately on social media, which again, I know I've said it a million times, I'm not on social media that much, but even I see, like on Instagram and stuff, people, you know, with little videos about um, being, you know, growing up Gen X and how different it was back then to how things are today, and it's just so funny to me when I watch some of them because I totally relate to so many of the things that they're talking about, and um, so it just kind of cracks me up because it is quite different the way we raise kids today, for example, versus the way we were brought up. And, you know, just all the different, like, cultural things that were different then than they are now. And, I mean, the list just goes on and on. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: think I think the big thing um, was that we were, our generation was kind of on that cusp of, of the technology boom. Right. And so we had kind of that unique perspective. And I'd seen someone else say this, too, that we kind of grew up without technology mm-hmm. in the sense that we have it today. But at the same time we were still young enough to learn it right so it's you know it's kind of bridging the gap between like our parents generation where you know some of them can't you know work an iPhone and then <laughs> our kids generation where they don't they don't know what it was like to say, Oh, I don't know the answer to that and not be able to Google something. Right. Like you're like, maybe maybe if you were lucky you had friends who had had money and they had encyclopedias. That's right like <laughs> a, that's a whole set. a whole set. yeah, otherwise, not just you were
0: off to the library, not just
1: B. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, otherwise you just didn't know. you yeah. know, you weren't you didn't have
0: everything right there. So and it's in so many ways, I think with technology because it's everything from television to the phone to now the internet i mean i can remember um my parents were usually pretty good about adopting you know whatever technology but we were usually a little slow on the uptake so um i know my dad listens to the podcast okay shout out shout out um but i can remember like getting a VCR and getting cable yeah. and, you know, getting an Atari game system. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, it's just so funny because those things w- that now feel like such, like, maybe small jumps in technology were massive to us. Oh, that yeah. Was so uh, just life changing and how you watch TV. And you know, I can remember watching the first thing I ever watched on HBO. It was a movie with Maureen Stapleton, I think, called The Electric Grandmother. Oh. And do you remember this? No. It was, my sister and I were fascinated because, of course, you know, when HBO, they used to always have that, um, you know, and the thing would, like, come out of space and you didn't know what it was and then it would, like, turn itself and it would be the HBO logo and, Anyway, this was a movie about this, you know, basically like robotic grandmother and she would like push her finger and orange juice would come out of it into your glass and stuff (laughs) like that. Anyway. Kind of like a live action
1: Jetsons. Right. Okay. Kind of like that. So
0: anyway, just like little experiences like that, that I remember so vividly. And I do wonder sometimes like, what will those things be for my kids? Because it feels like the stuff that's here has been here for the most part. I mean... It's obviously continuing to advance in right. smaller ways, but anyway, I just think that's you know, a huge difference in the way we grew up, yeah. And the way things and are now, it,
1: it is it is interesting because well, we didn't have HBO money.
0: Um, well, but we didn't have it for a long time. <laughs> my friends did. <laughs> <laughs> we were late to the party, but still,
1: it was amazing. Um, but um, and it kind of, I was thinking about this too, is that. You know, for us today, everyone today, there's a lot more instant gratification. Yes. And that was something that is certainly different was, you know, if I wanted something to eat right now, I could just go on my phone and literally have it delivered to my house. Right. We didn't have that. Certainly didn't have the level of restaurants that
0: oh, no. are out
1: there. And, you know, you ate at home. It, it, like I said, even with anything like knowing information, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just uh, if you wanted to watch a television show, you had to wait for it to come on. Right. The next week. Um, and if
0: you missed it, guess what? You, you missed, missed it. it. Yeah, there was no it, recording. There it. was no streaming. There was no even. Yeah, there wasn't even uh, recording it when we were really little, right?
1: And if you know, if you wanted a song, like I mean, yes, you could go buy a record, but you know, not everybody has all the money to go buy every right. you know record or, or cassette that you wanted. <laughs> so you would sit in your in your bedroom at at Friday night when they were doing like the top twenty right. and record, so you could you know you right. had to wait for them to. You know, so there wasn't this kind of instant gratification. I remember when, um, Michael Jackson's Thriller video, oh, I remember. music video came out and, you know, they had announced it was going to premiere yep. and we ran home from school because oh, yeah. it wasn't like, Oh mom, could you record that for us no. so we could watch it later? Um, no, no. Yeah. And then, and then if you wanted to see it again, you just had to like be watching MTV yeah. like, and hope that it came on.
0: And luckily with Thriller, they were playing it pretty much every hour yeah. on the hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like 20 minutes long.
1: So, that's right. That, that was um, a really
0: great one. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it was just one of those things where, you know, you really, and I think that's kind of a, a, a negative is that when you don't have delayed gratification, mm-hmm. like you become so impatient for things yes. you want something right away. And I think that we see that in, in a lot of behavior now where like well I want it I want it right now right and I think a gen x person is like yeah I'll be all right
0: right I'll get to it yeah it'll come to me eventually. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah that's definitely a difference in attitude and expectation right yeah because we missed many a show Yeah. couldn't afford you know a, a record or you know you couldn't there were no streaming there was no apple music there was no, no spotify we had one television yeah
1: so you know if i w- if you were watching tv you were watching what your parents wanted to watch yeah. or in the morning um you know you got cartoons but you didn't even get cartoons
0: 24/7 no that was a saturday morning thing yeah yeah and i i mean i'm sure at some point it was more than saturday morning but i remember it being very specifically yeah. you and I wasn't a big cartoon kid, but my sister really was. So she would get up and make me get up and go and watch the Saturday morning cartoons because she was really into it.
1: And needed a partner.
0: Yeah. And now, I mean, there's Cartoon Network.
1: Right. You know? And there's a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you know, kids can watch Nickelodeon yeah. and Disney, everything, you know, pretty much when you want it, it's right. available.
0: What you said about, you know, the one television, depending on what, you know, your household was like when you grew up, you were watching what your parents were watching. And like, I I know with my own kids, I I don't want to like shelter them from the world. But when they were younger, I definitely would try to make sure that, you know, there weren't like too scary things, even in the news on TV when they were in the room. Right. Um, but I think like when we were kids, you know, like if it was going on, it was just going on right in front of your face. (laughs) (laughs) Although I
1: think they were a lot pickier about what they were broadcasting
0: back then than like what we
1: see now. And then there were only like four stations. You can remember when TV stopped for the day. Like that's when you got the, the static, the the static screen. There was, there, there was no such thing as 24 hour anything, not 24 hour news, not 24 hour shows, nothing.
0: And some of the net- networks, I think there were only three, right? Eventually, we got Fox as the fourth. Yeah. But when they, when it was the end of the broadcast day, they would play the national <laughs> yeah, anthem. Yeah, I was
1: getting ready to say, I was like, and you knew when that that uh, static the flag screen was, was coming, filling
0: up the screen, and then it would go to static. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's like, it
1: was like your warning. Here's your yeah. national anthem. Go to bed.
0: <laughs> and what the hell are you still doing up? <laughs> <laughs> and commercials is something else that comes to mind because now with streaming. Yeah, You don't see a lot of commercials. Now, I know some of the streaming platforms are going back to putting commercials in shows. And understandably, because that's how, you know, a lot of those channels were making money. Right. But I think over over the years, kids are not as accustomed to commercial breaks. Nope. And, um, I mean, we used to have some really good commercials. And then that would become like part of the zeitgeist, you know, Right. that would be like, where's the beef? And, (laughs) you know, time to make the donuts, like all that
1: stuff. I was, I saw something the other day about, you know, them saying like kids today will never understand when you say time to make the donuts. And I used to say it all the time to my kids. Oh, I I had it to my kids too. And and I think I said it to myself getting up the other day. I was like, oh, time to make the donuts.
0: I will tell you a secret. One of my passwords, and I won't say which one, but it's for work and it's um, timekeeping related <laughs> my password is time to make the donuts <laughs> and i I've, love that and i've actually pulled up on youtube that commercial to show my kids yeah. because i would say it all the time and they didn't know what i was talking about i know so i mean you got to have and then what's what i love is the we made the donuts do you remember that yeah. part where he like <laughs> met himself coming yeah. and going from the donut shop <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) I love that one. I know that was a really, really good one. (laughs) Also like parenting is so different. Yeah. Um, and, And part of that I think is because, well, it's, it depends, right? Like it's back then when we were kids, it felt like people were having kids when they were a lot younger. Yes. I know that's not always, you know, exactly how it was. And today it's not always that people wait until later to have kids But I think it it is more of a trend, at least when you and I were having our kids primarily. Um, And so I think that informs, you know, some of the parenting stuff. But it's also, like, the way our parents were parented. Yes. And then how that influenced what they were going to do. And there was just a lot less, I mean, certainly our parents were, you know, they loved us. They cared about what we were doing. But there wasn't this, like, hyper awareness of, Safety issues of, you know, a potential criminal activity that your kid might, you know, befall. And so, you know, I just remember having so much freedom. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't think it was just because of where I lived. You know, we lived in a suburb of of Virginia outside DC. And at the time, there was nothing else out there. I mean, you know, not the buildup that you would see today. Um, But I lived in a very large master plan community, which doesn't sound like a big deal now because it seems like there's tons of master plan communities but back right. then there weren't a lot of no. those um and ours i mean we had two elementary schools in the neighborhood wow. yeah that is
0: unusual yeah
1: so that's how big it was and then um you know we had a pool and a park and you know all that stuff and yeah back then it was i mean first of all you went outside yes you played outside you yes. nobody wanted kids inside Oh, no, no, no. And we lived in the North. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, put your jacket on and go outside. That's you know? right. Um, but, you know, like you said, I mean, now I think about some of the things that we did that my parents probably would have said, uh, you did what? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was go outside and play. I mean, they wanted to know where you were. Now, did they know where we were all the time? No. No. But they, you know, oh, they're, they're playing with you know so and so but it also wasn't unusual you know, kind of like when we were talking about college you just go outside you get on your bike you start <laughs> riding around who's outside hey you want to play That's i mean right. it, i mean we were we were fostering interpersonal relationships from a very early oh, yeah, age definitely. um where now i can see some people have like extreme social interaction issues mm-hmm. because they were not used to like you had to hustle even for friendships, Yeah, you know, or you just go, yeah, no knock on someone's door. Can, you know, can Katie come out and play, you know, (laughs) and that's how we would off and, and, and we would get, there were like tons of neighborhood kids. And I remember we would ride around on our bikes. I, (laughs) I remember my friends across the street, we would get on our bikes and we would pretend we would drive up to people's mailboxes Mm -hmm. and we would pretend they were fast food restaurants Yeah, and we would open their mailbox and and like it was an ordering screen (laughs) Like that's that you had to come up like with your own yes. ways of entertaining there was a yourself or
0: using your imagination. Yeah, um, we used to take like chalk or most of the time we didn't have chalk so we would just use a rock.
1: Like uh, right. And
0: you would like we would draw out like traffic patterns like a caveman. <laughs> and drive through them with our bikes. Yeah,
1: oh yes, you know? absolutely. Like so. like kids today don't understand mud pies. Right. Which was basically just like a like a sandcastle but with mud.
0: Right. You know, you would just
1: <laughs> Or we would just take like you know we would take sometimes take toys or something outside you know we played with dolls too so we did yeah. the whole like you know oh we'll put the doll in the basket because you were cool if you had a basket on your bike oh
0: yeah that was like big deal yeah
1: and a bell <laughs> a bell <Ding>! yep <laughs> um but we would ride all over the neighborhood and we would go we had like a some woods behind the park and there was some trails back there mm-hmm. um, and we <laughs> my parents would would kill me um and we used to just like deep dive into the woods sometimes. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they could have found my body back there. Well, seriously,
0: I thought the same. And, you know, I don't know, was there a neighborhood street that existed in the 80s that didn't have a a wood patch at the end no, everybody (laughs) considered to be the forest? I mean, when I lived in, I also lived in Virginia uh, for a portion of my growing up. And I think I was there from like fifth grade on, so that, you know, fifth and sixth grade was prime, you know, playing yeah. outside, riding your bike. My favorite thing used to be climbing trees. Oh, I was going to say, climbing we trees. loved climbing trees. Yep. And even when I was younger. Hanging from the tree. That's right. Um, we, when, when I used to live in England, I can remember very specifically, because I was younger then. I, that was like uh, first through fourth grade. And we had a huge snowstorm. At least this is the way I remember it, right? Yeah. I was a little kid. Um, but we would go out in the snow. And, I mean, we were, like, digging tunnels oh, in the right. drifts. I mean, that <laughs> shit is so dangerous. Is. Like, anything could have happened. Hey, you
1: c- as long as you had your Wonder Bread bags on, o- over <laughs> your feet, you were good. You were safe. Get as long out as your, there and have fun. As long as your feet weren't wet. <laughs> Everything was going to be okay. Oh my God. I know. I mean, I I think how we managed to entertain ourselves with sticks. Yeah. I mean, you know, but even like, you know, we would go off and be like, oh yeah, we'll create, like, I think we thought we were in Narnia or something. You know, yeah, like everything. Exactly. like everything oh, we can do had that. A story. Yep. Yeah. You know?
0: And I mean, I think that's great. I, I love that that's how I grew up. I think it's kind of sad actually that kids these days don't have some of those similar experiences for different reasons because of technology, because of, you know, having both parents working for the most part now, which wasn't typically the case when we were kids. Usually your mom was at home and your dad went to a job or sometimes the other way around. And, you know, I just think it's a, it's a different experience and I, I think my kids are very creative and they have great imaginations, but they're not necessarily fostered in the same way that ours were when we were kids. So it's just a different thing generationally.
1: And I think, too, because of technology, even not consciously, but because we're more aware of all the potential bad things out exactly. there. I mean, I'm just as guilty of being like, where are you? You oh, know, what are I you mean, doing? Listen, maybe I'm, it's because of where I worked at the time, but you know, yeah. you're just constantly like, you know, are you by yourself? Are you, you know, yeah. And, and yeah, our parents, uh, you know, luckily I think because that wasn't the issue. So they just felt safe. Everything felt safe.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I don't fault the way that my parents raised me because they were doing the best they could and what they knew and they loved us and they took good care of us. Right. But it was just a completely different mindset. And, you know, we've talked on the podcast before about sort of our introduction to true crime and the awareness (laughs) of, you know, kids going missing or whatever. And certainly I think they were aware of those things for sure. Yeah, um, Because they certainly talked to us about stranger danger at a certain point. Yeah. But it just was not front of mind like it is now. And maybe it is partly because you and I have such an interest in it. That it's, you know, something that I'm always thinking about. I try so hard not to let that, like, stifle what I allow my kids to do. But in fairness, like, even if my kids, like, go and take the dog for a walk or um, ride their bike around the neighborhood, which they don't do very often, but occasionally they do. I'm very hyper aware of how long have they been gone. I'll step outside to see if I can see them. Yeah. You know, because I do worry about it and Yeah, I just know too much about what can happen. And I think that wasn't in our parents nope. thinking day to day. Nope. So it was a simpler time. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so other things, um, I guess I think about like what world events were like. Back then. Oh, right. I think we were much more, because it was sort of the Cold War and then, you know, kind of the ending of the Cold War during our growing up, our focus was always like. The Russians. Right. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I mean, now we're kind of f- Back full there. circle moment. <laughs> but I, it dawned on me when I started thinking about this episode that I don't remember ever really having much of an awareness of, like, China, for example, as no. a superpower or, um, you know, we just—that's what we were focused on was nuclear war, right? And you know the potential impact, even when we were kids, thinking about that. Now it wasn't the same as like our parents' generation, where at least for me, I don't know what your experience was. We weren't doing like drills at school, like right. get we, under your desk because we you didn't know, either. There's a, the bomb or whatever, right? Right. <laughs> well, because they
1: always acted like oh, there could be an air raid drill, right? You know, type of thing. But yeah, no, we didn't. We, we always lived with that ooh it's out there it's potential but right. like in my mind at that age it just didn't resonate my no. parents might have felt something different no. but I it didn't resonate with me as like this ooh
0: no not because we hadn't seen anything exactly because it was pretty I mean we were sort of after Vietnam right um, and before, you know, I mean the the Gulf War happened obviously when we were younger, but not like in our most formative years. No, it was like say. I
1: think first year in college was yeah. when um, yeah. that started. So yeah, it's like we we had the the benefit, I guess if you want to call it, from not growing up under that. Yeah, you know, like like you said, between conflicts, right. I mean,
0: honestly, not until the arrival of Red Dawn, the Patrick Swayze movie, <laughs> did it ever occur to me that someone could invade our country. Yeah. And if he looks like Patrick Swayze, that's all right. That's okay. So um, what, else, what else do you think about when you think about growing up and oh my what gosh. things were like for you?
1: Well, I also... Um, I kind of mentioned uh before we got on here about uh they just released the We Are the World documentary.
0: Oh yeah, I saw the like little blip, but I haven't watched yeah.
1: it yet. Um which was it was yeah, you know, I think it's like an hour and a half. It's totally worth it um whether you grew up then, but especially if you grew up then. I learned a lot that I didn't know. You ah. know, I mean I mean most people of our generation, you say we are the world, you're like, Oh yeah, you know, yeah. you can see all the stars and they're singing, they got the yeah. headphones
0: on, Cindy Lauper's screaming. Oh yeah, you got your own little like clip that always plays in your head. Yep, yep, <laughs>
1: uh, and it was really interesting. I mean, and I almost felt silly, but I guess it was 1985, so for us that was like 13, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, you remember it as a 13-year-old um, when it was happening. I loved to see the way it came together, and I didn't yeah. even think about all the logistics that would have to happen. And it made me think, like, could we pull something like that off today? I don't know that we could, mm-hmm. because when you think about it, like, I oversimplified. I think the idea that oh, they got all these stars together to right. do it, but that's a logistic nightmare. Oh
0: yeah, and you don't think
1: about that when you're 13. No, you're just
0: like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Oh look, all they all went people. in there and they sang. You know, <laughs> like
1: it wasn't like you think about. You know, they're all over the place. They all have their own schedules. They all have you know, and to get them in, um, and the and, and to find out that they recorded it overnight, like it wasn't it it wasn't like we came in it was you know like it was kind of done last minute yeah. because they didn't want it getting out right um they didn't want you know too much attention toward it you know because they didn't want people you know outside and you know they were afraid the stars wouldn't you know they wouldn't come if mm-hmm. there was too much paparazzi and stuff and so um so yeah just to to think that they stayed up all night long recording mm. it and I thought, oh, my God, I don't think I could do that. And I know they were younger <laughs> at the time.
0: Well, not all of them. But not
1: all of them. Yeah. I mean, I you know, Willie was still was a little older.
0: <laughs> I can think of a couple of people that were um, already a but little gray around the temples. It,
1: uh, it, it, yeah, it, my, my takeaways, uh, it was just interesting. Like, uh, you know, uh, Lionel Richie. First of all, I didn't know Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson wrote the song. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah. Well, that much I think I did know, yeah. but I'm sure I will learn a ton watching yeah. the documentary. Um,
1: I think if if you didn't love Lionel Richie before, you will love Lionel Richie when you're done watching this. Yeah. I, I took away so much more from him than just a great artist, musical mm-hmm. artist, um, but just his ability to connect people and to lead. Mm-hmm. He was amazing like and you know it's the actual footage it's not like oh okay well he's telling us I was a great leader you know I mean you're watching him talk to people and stuff um and even his impression of Michael Jackson is spot on
0: oh my gosh I have to go watch yeah
1: um and and yeah it was just really interesting um and so yeah Michael Jackson was still weird um (laughs) you know he's still a great artist I love him but yeah he was just a little out there and um and you know Cindy Lauper, it's crazy but lovable.
0: I love Cindy Lauper. I think Cindy Lauper was either my first or second concert that I ever went to. Okay, I went to Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, well, yeah, another another. Uh... And I went to Cindy Lauper, and I can't remember which one came first. Okay, but that I loved Cindy Lauper so much when yeah. I was younger. I mean, she was <laughs> so big. when yeah. was we younger. I know because that, that was like pre Madonna. Yes, and I don't mean pre-Madonna. I mean pre- yeah, pre-Madonna. Madonna. Yeah,
1: <laughs> who interestingly was not. It was interesting because like as many times as I've seen that, and like there's definitely people I'd say, oh yeah, that person was there. That person was that person was there. I had to remind myself who was there and who wasn't. Yeah, and they talked a little bit about like who they invited and who could okay. make it and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, Cyndi Lauper, um, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I mean. You know, it's funny because he actually kind of predates our generation yes, for sure. Um, but he was more s- our parents, right? Time. But but certainly a musical
0: icon for sure. And although I mean, maybe not a popular opinion, I don't really get it. I know <laughs> I struggle in that area. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what was what was interesting? I'll see if you feel the same way. Was I mean, there was a part of me that just wanted to pick him up and sit him on my lap and be like, "It's going to be okay, Bob." <laughs> Like I couldn't tell if he was stoned during the performance or the recording or he wasn't. And he didn't know how to act because he wasn't stoned. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, cause there was definitely that like, like 60s, 70s generational thing where I felt like most of those artists were just high. Right. And, and so you're thinking, Oh, but they don't know how to not be right, like artistic without that enhancement. Right. And, and then, and then, out of left field you would not have guessed it cuz i think he felt like a fish out of water mm-hmm. you know because the musical genre was different and right. the song is definitely you know, it, it didn't necessarily fit somebody's musical, like, representation. For sure. It was yeah. just the idea that, hey, we're going to come together and sing this kind of song that's kind of all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, oh, it's a rock song or it's a pop song right. or you it's a country song. you had to,
0: like, song. fit the, the model, right. even if it wasn't and, your and
1: Bob, and thing. And, yeah, Bob was like, Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and, and and it was Stevie Wonder
0: that I was like. Stevie Wonder. He's
1: like, Stevie Wonder's like, come on over, Bob, like here, let's, let's work through, you know, like, cause I think he was just having a hard time saying, how do I sing to this song? Right and um because you know you think about it everyone knows the bob dylan part right you know and you're thinking oh well it turned out fine what was the disconnect but then when you hear him trying to sing to start with you go mm-hmm. ooh, that is
0: yeah that, yeah that
1: needs some work and it was stevie that's like come on over and sit next to me by the piano well you
0: know what that doesn't surprise me one bit because i think stevie could make anyone feel comfortable i know but yeah <laughs>
1: i i loved every part of it and um and yeah so definitely go watch it uh because it was a really, really interesting. I will
0: now was music like a big part of your experience growing up. Oh my gosh! Yes, okay. I mean yes. I would have guessed yes, but well, I think it's not true for everyone. Yeah,
1: I mean I think a lot of you know like younger people you connect with music. Um, I think even more so because we didn't have alternatives, right? Right, so. Um, We didn't have the internet. We didn't have the ability to go in and watch videos. I mean, we had TV. It was still limited. Even when cable came out, and that was a big deal. Yeah. When cable came out and you can watch MTV Mm -hmm. or, you know, when they started putting, you know, movie, you know, had like Cinemax and um, HBO and Showtime and stuff. Uh, My friends did. We did not have Showtime (laughs) and HBO. I I always had music on. And my mom loves dancing. Yeah. And so she always had you know, even on the weekends, you know, if she was doing, you know, housework or something mm-hmm. like that, she always had the radio on. Oh, so. I
0: remember that so distinctly because my parents were our big music people too. And my dad always had a stereo in the living room, stacks and stacks and stacks of records. And we always had music playing. I remember most Saturdays, at least in my memory, were music was playing. We were doing chores. Maybe my dad was outside washing the car. Maybe my mom was, you know, doing stuff in the kitchen. Like, but music always. I I remember that way more than watching TV. I do too. You know? Yeah. Not to say that I didn't have my TV shows that I liked. I mean, (laughs) I was, you know duke's a hazard oh my gosh which is so problematic <laughs> yeah but we loved that show i know i mean you, you think
1: back and you go what were we doing and, and kind of connecting like the waylon jennings um was p- part of right of uh, that i didn't realize what i learned from the documentary was he's racist so <laughs> maybe I, not a huge shock I well, know. <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the thing like i was like i don't remember waylon jennings and it's because he walked out
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Because
1: they were considering singing some, uh, inserting, uh, like a lyric, um, that in Swahili, because of course it was about, you know, aid to Africa. And so they were tossing it around and they were like, Oh, what about this? What about this? And he literally said, and this wasn't like, Oh, someone said this about him. He literally said it um he's like well this good old boy doesn't sing swahili and he just walked out Mm -hmm. and and like today we'd be like uh what i mean did he not know what he was going there for i don't know they we didn't they didn't end up putting anything in swahili they end up nixing it but he was just done he just didn't want to well you know
0: see you later way yeah i know
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah dukes of hazard john schneider was my first celebrity crush yes uh as for many many girls Yes.
0: Definitely um, Bo Duke was. Uh... Yeah, Bo Duke, big deal. We watched Chips. Oh, love Chips. Um, a little bit later, we watched like the NBC shows, like Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Um, also crushing now with the realities around Bill Cosby. But I, we loved that show. Yeah. Family Ties, oh, an absolute yes. favorite. I loved that the whole ensemble cast, but the Michael J. Fox, you know, character, yeah. That yeah. Alex P. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> We loved that, and I watched The Facts of Life, oh, and, yes. you know, just a, a different era. I mean, I think that certainly, for sure, there are still television shows that... You know our kids will connect to too i just yes. think that just changes over time but um but sometimes when there was less to pick from like now i mean we
1: almost we love that there's a lot of television options yeah. and, and whatnot and obviously we like to talk about a lot of the stuff we watch but there was a finite amount of things you could pick from right
0: so it was more of a connective tissue i think yes. culturally because you knew that most of your friends were watching the same things you were right and that's not necessarily true now because no. there's so many options yeah because
1: your options are golden girls or <laughs> pbs this hour you That's know right. like so yeah so definitely have that and then there was a kind of a cadence to them right so there was a lot more of those um uh the the songs associated yes. with the tv show the that, theme
0: song the theme songs yeah. and stuff
1: and so it's like we can hear them you know and um, and, you know, that was the big thing, too. Like, oh, you knew what came on at what time. Yeah. And, yeah, and now it's just – I don't have any concept of time. I don't know when things are actually aired. No. Because we
0: stream them. Yeah. So and, – and a lot of things now, they're only streamable. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I still have cable, even though I've I've talked for a long – well, I mean, I guess – it's satellite yeah. TV, but you know, too. it's the same concept. But still, there are a million things that I've never seen. And even if I've heard of them because other people talk about them, I don't know when they're on or right. anything like that. So it's just a different, it's a different way of like managing your entertainment too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which I'm not going to complain about because I think it's it's moved in the right direction. And oh, I'm, for sure. I'm happy about how it is. But, I mean, you can't help but be nostalgic for how it was when you were a kid. I mean, Chris
1: and I were just complaining last night because we're watching True Detective. Mm -hmm. Oh, my
0: gosh. We'll have to talk about that on another episode. Yeah. (laughs) And and we
1: just, you know, like they had really, you know, we were basically caught up and they had released the latest episode. And then when it's done, you're like, oh, my gosh, why can't I watch the next one? And I find ourselves complaining like, you know what? If they just don't drop the whole season at once, like we're (laughs) upset. (laughs) And forgetting that, you know, we lived – it not only in a time where you got one at a time every week, but mm. you better not miss it. Right. Because then you'd have to wait for it to be on repeat. So I'd have to get the TV guide out. Yes.
0: And be like, when's it going to be? Oh, and wait, it might look. be at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, repeat. no, because TV didn't run that late. But at some point the repeat would come. Yeah. Yeah. But you had to be Johnny on the spot with that TV guide. Right. <laughs> and you better hope your parents have a subscription. That's right. man. All right. So what are some of the other things that defined us as Gen X? Certainly fashion.
1: Oh my gosh. Right.
0: I remember in the 80s in particular. Now, you know, we're obviously talking about our own experience. Gen X runs quite a span of time. I think, what did you say? I think it's, I think
1: it's 65 to 80. Okay. Right. And so obviously we were like in the 80s. Right. So our generation, but growing up in the 80s, Right. you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's funny because I think overall, I think boys and girls it was kind of a a baggy look like we had baggy jeans and we had kind of like oversized shirts and I was like why was it baggy when I was super thin right now that I'm not super thin everything is like skinny
0: like we'd mess that up we did mess that up somehow things uh, did not line up with our body types at the right age. But it's so funny because, you know, of course, I think of mostly the 80s when I think of fashion. Yes. Um, of our time. But, I mean, very we were still very young in the 90s also. Yes. So, we went from kind of like, um, like big hair, perms, like the bangs that were up in the front. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like brighter colored clothes, I feel like, in the 80s. Um, There was definitely like that, what I think of as like a, like varsity kind of look, like with the jackets or what, like, you know, and of course all these things come back around, but then moving into the nineties, it became more of the grunge look yeah you know, then. uh, And I
1: think I missed that entirely because I think once it hit the grunge look, I think I was like in the professional world by that point. Yeah. So I was
0: not really. In a little bit when we were in college, yeah, that's I, kind of when, like around 1990, is yeah. when like that whole like Seattle music scene that's true, influencing yeah. everything. And
1: I don't think for me personally, I I didn't lose the prep. I, yeah, because I would have described that as you know, like I feel like in high school there was preppy, and then there was the metal head so they yeah. were like a lot of denim jackets, yes. with Metallica on the back, and yeah. ACDC. Um, I mean, we all had the same hair. It didn't yes. matter. Hair was consistent. It didn't matter what group you click you no, belong to. It
0: went across the different um, social groups. Yeah,
1: but I, you know, I'll have to find it. I think I have a picture like our freshman year in college, and I think I'm wearing, I, I know I'm wearing leggings. Yeah, and I think they were hot pink, <laughs> and I'm wearing like that oversized white shirt, like that came down low. Yeah, and then with a the belt.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure, like the big belt, you know, so you can, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got, I was rocking that for something. And, well, that
0: was definitely. And a banana rock. clip. And a banana <laughs> clip, of course. You didn't leave your house without a banana clip or a scrunchie. <laughs> so some of that fashion comes back around. But I just think there are certain things that just like put you right back yep. to when you were younger and music fashion, movies, all of that kind of stuff is... I mean, it's all pop culture, right? And right. And that's, I think, how a lot of people identify with what is nostalgic to them. Yeah. So it's... Uh, some of the things that are popular now, uh, you know, a lot of it is more, like, slang and stuff that my kids use that I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think, I mean, of course, <laughs> my parents must have felt the same way yeah. when we were younger and everything was... Um, I don't know. Like I, I know. Like my sister used to say, "Cool beans." A lot. Oh yeah. Like cool before Kelly Clarkson made it popular. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And to- all the like Valley Girl yep. stuff. Uh,
1: gro- um, Grody, Grody was one. Yes. Uh, to the max. To the max. <laughs>
0: um, you were um, uh, what did, what did people say? if you were like a dork, like a I don't know. There were so many different words. You for... think
1: I'd know? <laughs> you think I would too?
0: <laughs> but some of those, like generational phrases, too. I'm just like they'll they'll come out of my mouth still sometimes. And my yeah. kids yeah. Maybe dweeb will be like, what? was dweeb. Maybe like... that was one. I a goob. Remember.
1: A goob. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're a goober. You're a, you're a goober. goober.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't use goober anymore, do we?
0: Maybe goober needs to make a comeback. I think
1: we should <laughs> goober. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I'll say I think we had, I think Gen Xers, and maybe it's because I am one, Yeah, um, hit it at the right time. We did. I, I feel like we were lucky for a lot of the things that we've already talked about. The state of the world, you know, mm-hmm. being a little more at peace, um, at least for our part of Gen X. Right. Obviously, there was, you know, the... Uh, Vietnam that was going on before we were born or right around the time we were born it was sort of finishing up um we kind of missed out on the disco era yeah we we were alive in the 70s but we weren't going to the clubs We yeah we weren't
1: we weren't (laughs) we weren't doing the disco um but you know like because we were younger like there's definitely a lot of pictures of me and like Bell bottoms, yeah, you know, so we've got a little bit of that, but yeah, we kind of, we kind of came, you know, like because you say '80s, the early '80s were really kind of still disco, yeah, that's true. Um, even though we think about '70s as far as disco, but yeah, it did bleed into the '80s. But yeah, like we kind of because we were in high school in the late '80s, right? You know, that's kind of the you know the max headroom kind of you right. know era yes, of things or whatever. Right. But but yeah, you're right. I mean, we. Um, I've heard somebody else say it, Jackson, I've said it to Jackson and um, my son uh, a couple times and he's like, yeah, 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 mom, I know you raised yourself, but it was really true. <laughs> we, we really, and I, that's not a slight to our parents. It's just a matter of that we were left to become independent earlier, mm-hmm. I think. And so there, things just weren't done for us in, in the same way. And so, um, you know, we just, we just learned to hustle, you yeah. know, and you didn't have as much at your fingertips, like Mm -hmm. even getting jobs, you know, it's like, you want to get a job. You needed to go to the location. Right. And ask if they were hiring. Yeah. Application. It was fill it out right there in front of them. That's right. You know,
0: nothing happening online.
1: Nope. Uh, everything was just, you know, walk up and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had to kind of go to things and get out and, um, interact and, uh, and yeah. And so sometimes I see it now, even in, in work relationships with some younger people as uh there's almost like that apprehension mm-hmm. about doing things and i'm like just don't do just go do it yeah. you know like you know <laughs> you'll learn you'll, you'll you just got to do it once or twice yeah. you know but i think that comes from that confidence you gain from doing things yourself as a younger person and then it's not so scary yeah i mean get older
0: shit we were foraging in the forest at Thank the end you. of the street figuring out how to heal each other's wounds and yeah levitate that's right um <laughs> We didn't even talk about the like interfacing with the dark side.
1: I mean, I can remember us like walking through the pond, like like a stream, without any concept of. Gosh, I hope this water doesn't pick up or what's right. in it, right? You know, like is this clean? Is this is this runoff from you know? Oh my we're gosh. like, oh, that's mold, but oh, it's pretty and it's green. And we look just him,
0: there's that frog I've been chasing. Yeah, that's that's where
1: our immune systems were built. That's
0: Right, and you know what? I think we turned out pretty well. I think we did too.
1: This week in the Zeitgeist, we're going to be talking about the super bowl hey,
0: now super of bowl course
1: sunday. by the time you hear us the super bowl would have concluded so we'll know who won but yes. we are recording on super bowl sunday so we are excited anticipating uh the annual super bowl and i think what i'm most excited about for this year now my team i'm a washington fan <laughs> we weren't even close <laughs> uh high in the draft kind of uh season uh but we are um I'm excited I just like to watch the Super Bowl um and I think this year in particular there's something for everybody yes you know I think we've got obviously if you're a football fan you're watching the Super Bowl yes um I think that uh we're gonna have a host of young girls now watching the Super Bowl thank you Taylor the Swifties will be out in force (laughs) but hopefully you know maybe you know get some new football fans because I know that's I I The reason I think I like football so much is I started watching football with my dad when I was little. And so, um, so maybe we'll have some new ones. Uh, We've got Usher performing.
0: here's my thing. I know Usher. Yes. I mean, I don't live under a rock, but I was talking about this with Abby this morning. And I was saying, I don't think I can name a single song but I'm sure when I watch the performance, I will recognize more of the music. Well, I just, yeah. I don't even know that it's him that sings it. Well, yeah, he sings a lot that you don't, cause I think he's a, like a millennial. Yes. I so, mean, for sure he's not of my time. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, so I think
1: millennials are really excited, but you, you know more than, than you think you do. Yeah. You know, well, um, I
0: look forward to that lady I... in the
1: street, freaking the bed. I know, you know, that song. <laughs>
0: maybe i have been living under a rock
1: uh yeah you'll know the songs but yeah so i think that he brings and he's a great entertainer
0: oh good um
1: so i think that we'll have that um i believe reba mcintyre singing the national anthem is she
0: because i never know who it's gonna be but this morning i definitely made a point to pull up the digital tv guide there we go (laughs) To see what time the coverage starts, because a lot of times I make the mistake of turning it on when they say the game is starting, and I miss a lot of that pregame. And I love hearing the national anthem, although I have to tell you, I don't know who is topping the Lady Gaga performance of the national anthem from years ago. Yes. I don't remember exactly when that was. It was in the early 20-teens, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I love Reba McIntyre. Yeah,
1: I'll be interested to hear her sing it. Cause it's first of all, not an easy song to sing. No, you know, it, it's the range is not my, my forever, forever favorite will be Whitney Houston singing. Oh, it. well, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you have to have a certain vocal range. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people, you know, put a spin on it, you yeah. know, to, to do it differently. That bothers some people for some reason. It does not bother me.
0: It doesn't bother me unless it's, like, just, like, grossly different. And yeah. then I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah. like, I I mean, d- But I don't think Reba's going to make it a country no. song. I mean, I think she's going to, you know. Uh,
0: I'm sure there'll be a little twang in there because it's Reba. Right. But I, I look forward to it, Yeah. So I'll definitely tune in for that.
1: Yeah. And so. then
0: Halftime Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just Usher?
1: Um, usually they bring other people, but I haven't heard who is also okay. performing. So I mean I part I think that's part of the nostalgia of it is the surprise. Yeah. And we so don't get that anymore because yeah. it always leaks. But um but yeah, like I don't even like that they leak Super Bowl commercials ahead of time. No,
0: I don't either. And they do that now. Yeah, i mean yeah, I'm a, like a lot of them are out before the game. Right. Like I'm fine that you're going to play it after it, but let's let's make the
1: suspense be like we're all watching it right. together. Right. Um, so that we can all be watching, and then you have to watch. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if uh, if uh, we're gonna have uh, a lot of different uh, stars, or if it's just gonna be you know he's got a lot of music, so mm-hmm. it's it could be just him and backup dancers
0: yeah I don't know we're about to find out because I think the clock is ticking to the Super Bowl kickoff later on today and I gotta go make some food hey you know what we we might have to do a whole episode about football food yeah (laughs) I am off to the store myself
1: I went yesterday I Um, probably should have Chris has a work friend coming over so it's just the three of us but um but you know and and yet I still feel I need to make enough food for like 30 people well, hey, I don't know why.
0: If you have leftovers, you're welcome to bring them to my house. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be eating football food <laughs> all week. That's right. We'll enjoy the game. Everyone has already enjoyed the game by the time they're hearing this. <laughs> so we may have to um, do a, a post Super Bowl yeah. update. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening.
1: Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your
0: podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at @mymouthpod.
1: I'm be a um, hush, I can't do it. <laughs>